You are listening to the sound of freedom. Welcome to season two of Talk Sucker. Season two? You're crazy. Here we are. They said it could never happen. Who's they? But yeah, here we are. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about because we had a, a little mini hiatus in between uh, the first half of the second season and the second half, yeah. this back end half of the second season. And because queer shit keeps it real. Yeah, yeah, queer stuff keeps happening. We missed all of Pride. We're so sorry about that, you guys. I'm not. She's trash. Ooh. I mean, I'm just saying Pride events, I don't feel welcome there. Really? <laughs> Why not? Well... Let's just say there's too many people who are, like, grossly white and heterosexual there. But that's just what I heard. You think Pride is too open, and so lots of straight, corny, white squares are, like, storming Pride? Yeah. The thing with Pride is that there's so many people. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this place is packed on a normal night. You know, now it's, like, ten times more awful. Also, it's weird because I feel like all the events I've been at, it's just... There's booths and, like, there's corporations trying to sell stuff to you or, like, promote stuff to you. And I'm like, what are you even doing here? Yeah. I'd rather go to a gallery or a club event that actually holds queerness to its truthness. The part that you pay for in West Hollywood always confused me. I was always like, who's paying to go in that street, you know? It always seems like a musical act, but that you could hear everywhere. And then they would give you some stuff that seemed like not worth whatever the cover price was you know a plastic bag with some stuff in it a condom Mm -hmm. there was a couple moments that i really appreciated like this last pride i went to in san diego there was this person that was like on a chariot and then they had someone with like things in their like mouth that would drag the person in the chariot around oh cool like a bit yeah so, like, there was a person that was, like, the horse, and then there was a person in the chariot, and it was, like, a kinky S&M moment that I really, especially as a youth, I feel like I appreciated, and I was like, yes, like, you show yourself off in the public doing this, like, crazy S&M shit. I think I've mentioned that one thing I liked in West Hollywood for a holiday, this was Halloween, but there was an old dude dressed in a diaper and a bonnet and a bib who was sucking on a pacifier, but the pacifier had been modified and it was a giant dildo. And he was like crying like a baby and then would start furiously sucking the pacifier like penis. And it was so funny. He's like, (laughs) and people kept taking their photos with him and walking up to him. And then after a while, I was like, oh my God, he's alone. He's like, no friends are here that I could see near him. But he was doing this performance art with this baby diaper. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I've never been to Pride, so, or Halloween in West Hollywood, so. Too many people, you'd probably hate it. Too many books, too many cooks. Too many notes. Should we hold our own Pride event? Oh, Ooh. yeah. On our OnlyFans page. Let's go to our OnlyFans page. We're, we're editing that out. If we had an OnlyFans page, it would obviously be secret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Could you imagine? I don't get those pages. Who is independently paying for this porn? Yeah, I feel like I don't 
pay that much attention to the porn and I've definitely never actively sought out for paying for it and like trying to manipulate someone into doing stuff. I think there are different ideas. I think if you're paying for pornography, it's because you don't have the computer know-how to steal it or seed it or download it. Or you just don't want to deal with there's problems with it or viruses. You have your sites that you like or whatever and you like buy videos. I think the OnlyFans thing seems to me like someone who's desperately wants what they think is a real connection. You know? Because with porn people, people are like, they're like the ideal, allegedly, this is what I've heard from porn people, like the ideal of what you want. It's like, I imagine I'm banging her or whatever the person likes, you know? Whereas in this case, they're kind of like, oh, this is like a real person. If I give them some money, they really will notice it. They'll, they'll notice me because I give them money. No? Yeah. And one thing that I do want to bring up, which connects to our first topic of the day, Euphoria. Oh, Kit and Queen. We just played yeah. a clip from Euphoria. <laughs> oh, Kit and Queen. Oh, yes, Kit and Queen. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, if people are, like, really into one person, it seems like they're just, like, into, like, like servicing that person, which makes them feel like they kind of have, like, a pseudo relationship with them that i could see that is you have you know in this in the euphoria case it's a chat based dom sub kind of thing but it's more real than just being like i bought them something from their wish list and this person will notice me now yeah i think it's like that but on a lower level but it's the same basic principle behind both things well i mean Thinking about the kid and queen thing, she only had like three or four people that initially started sponsoring her. Yeah, I think at the end they said four that she did it regularly with and other people she just ignored their requests. That must get them so turned on. So it's like, she didn't have that many people going for her. But then the couple people that she had going for her, she definitely was like chatting with and stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty realistic in terms of like the time that she had and the money that people would put up front. True. But also at the same time, like, how much they could manipulate her with that money. Hmm. And, like, what they would get out of it as people paying for that service. Tell me this. How would you feel about Euphoria if four seasons in, she meets that guy and he's living in abject poverty because he spent all his money being her cash pig? Do you think Kit and Queen would give him a refund? No. No. She better not. That's the test. Like, if she gives him a refund, the guy's like, I'm just kidding, queen, queen. I'm rich. I hate you. You were kind to me. I feel like he wouldn't appreciate it. Hmm. That guy was from Euphoria that we're talking about. One of the characters does a cam session thing. Spoilers. And he's into small penis humiliation. Like, he wants her to tease him for, like, having a small penis and stuff like that i met one person online that had that and showed me photos and it wasn't absurdly small or anything like that and i was like well what kind of stuff would you do and he was like well my boyfriend we'd always do things like where we'd meet new people and then my boyfriend would like start talking about how small my dick was to embarrass me and like i loved it you know and sometimes he would like keep on egging me on and like being like you have to see how small it is and like he'd at the end he'd like tie me to the chair and pull down my pants and like they'd laugh at my dick and stuff like that and i was like that's so weird he's like oh and then afterwards when they left like we'd have the hottest sex ever i loved it you know i'm like that's so weird i mean that's just the kinks people have and you're kind of kink shaming low-key but i just think it's weird in the sense that like they would orchestrate these things and like you know because like part of it was those people must have been like i can't believe he's doing this to his boyfriend but the boyfriend was in on it that's what i'm saying is weird that it was like play acting for it i mean i think if you have a small penis 
you're great if your kink is like being into people teasing you about it that's and like it turns you on that's fantastic imagine if you're just like hideously ashamed of it and we're constantly like well well a little bit in that situation it seems like he's into the fact that his boyfriend was into having sex with him even after being penis shamed the fact that the boyfriend was into after going through that situation i think that's pretty cool yeah i feel like that was just like a whole situation that everyone orchestrated or everyone orchestrated. was into it they were like getting everything that they wanted and needed out of that yeah. relationship this is a kink humiliation play yeah. yeah i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it i just feel like the whole kind of making people feel that they're seeing something but it's not because you know if you're truly embarrassed he wouldn't be doing that but he likes the yeah. feeling of being embarrassed it's like a perception thing like i've talked about it before that one time there was a woman at my university who was like i saw this guy in the library and he was wearing short shorts and his dick was hanging out and i was totally laughing at him then i saw he was masturbating and i felt gross i was like being attacked and i was like you went from being like laughing at this guy to feeling like intimidated so quickly just because you realized he felt differently about what was going on yeah yeah and that person flipped from being like humiliated to being appreciated yeah one of my friends in university was like oh i went on a date with this guy and at the end of the night we were getting like romantic and then he started to like talk to me about his dick and like kept on going on and on about how small it was and how he had a medical condition and this and that and she said that he went on for so long that at the end she kind of didn't want to see it but she also just was like i've got to just get this over with and do it and she's like i gave him like a, a hand job and maybe she said she also went down on him i don't remember anymore but she was just like he talked to me about it for so long and i was like what a nightmare because obviously he's probably been like in a romantic situation and then when the person discovers it it's a huge to do so he's like i've got to get in front of it and like have this extremely long awkward conversation first yeah. A little bit that just makes me sad because it makes me think that he's ashamed to be a dude and then second of all to Wait, be a guy dude with a small dick. I think he was ashamed because he had like a legit micro penis and she's like my pinky finger is bigger. Which you know, like that's a medical mm. condition. Like that's not just like well he had a pretty small one. This is like, oh no, it's like underdeveloped baby genitalia, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's ashamed of being a dude. I think he's just kind of like, he knows he has a medical condition and one that which probably many people that he interacted with teased him about it at one point to his face or, you know, behind his back. Israel shouldn't even be talking. He's got a macro penis. <laughs> he doesn't know what this guy feels like. Oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm P. With me as always are my co-hosts on one side. Macro penis. <laughs> Leo macro penis. On one side, Leo. Fine. And on the other side, Izzy. Theme song. I think we played the theme song earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play it again. It's like such a great theme song. It's such song. a great jam. Here it is again. Did y'all hear the Kate Bush in there? Ooh. Well, what a great theme song. Everyone loves it. I don't know what kind of award it's been nominated for, but something, I'm sure. So, Euphoria. We dabbled briefly on Euphoria. We watched it. We liked it. What did you guys think? We abused it. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm addicted to Euphoria. I'm addicted to Zendaya. Oh, Zendaya. Zendaya. I didn't know the Zendaya character, and obviously I love her. She's beautiful, such a great actor. I knew her from when she was on Shake It Up Chicago on the Disney Channel. I would watch her. It was a show where she was like a backup dancer on some random show. Wait, but did the show center around her whose character was a backup dancer or was she legit like just in the background like shaking her thigh it was two up-and-coming dancers who were a back 
background dancers on their show and they would make schemes to get like front rows they'd be like oh Ah. Abby gets sick we'd totally be in that limelight like in one episode they help this old guy who choreographed people get back on his feet and at the end of the episode he has to come up with a choreography for like a very important person and he doesn't want to do it so they do it and then Lady Gaga performs it and then the guy they choreographed it for gets all the credit and they're sitting in front of the TV watching what happened and then one of them is like you realize what ha- just happened and the other one's like his yeah. voice just isn't even and obviously i'm not going to include a 15 minute rambling description of a random episode of shake it up chicago i'm just trying to get his level right <laughs> leo keep talking no what were you saying about shake it up chicago at the end of the episode they're looking at the Hello? tv watching their choreography that they choreographed get stolen by that guy and one of them asks, Zendaya asks, do you realize what just happened? And the other girl's like, we just got our choreography stolen in front of live TV. She's a white girl? This guy. Yeah. The other, the other girl's a white, white girl, right? It's a white redhead girl. And she's like, we just watched our choreography Ariana get Grande? stolen by this famous guy. It's not Ariana Grande. <laughs> and then Zendaya's like, no, we just choreographed Lady Gaga. And then they start freaking out. <laughs> uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, Zendaya always looking at the bright side of yeah. her. Just like she does in Euphoria. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right, Euphoria. For those of you who don't know it, Euphoria is a hit new show with young people on HBO about a druggie, right? Yeah. Anything else to say? A druggie and uh, a new girl moves to town who is, becomes her best friend, and it's them navigating this crazy school together. Crazy school, crazy like romantic relationship within like a kind of teenage, I don't know. Dream? And then Teenage dream slash like problematic well not problematic and a whole lot of dicks yeah a whole lot of dicks i was really impressed by how many dicks they showed throughout the show because most shows are really shy about it which i hate because like they bust out the boobs the first episode like a lot of shows do that and then we don't get like a dick until like season six i mean honestly game of thrones Honestly, I don't think they showed that much dick except for at the gym scene. No, they showed dick in the first episode. They showed dick in the second episode a plenty. Then they showed a few more dicks throughout the season. I don't remember them showing that many afterwards. There was one like when Zendaya's character was talking about different times when she had sex. And then there was that like guy that she just had sex with just laying there totally naked. The thing is they do it more so and casually than many other shows. That's why you noted. Yeah. It's great because it doesn't feel like it's a big deal to show a dick. Which I like, you know? Because like shows make it such a big deal that they don't do it. Well, but here's the thing. Most shows show fairly attractive breasts like all the shows that you're talking about it's usually like a knockout like actress in the first episode and she also bears her breasts to seem like more real and more edgy james says that it's to make it seem more prestigious you know to be like well she's showing nudity so it's like prestigious and this and that it's serious but then with nudity like under you know played nudity and whereas you know except for the example of uh girls where everyone is always like I, she's so brave for showing her hideous body on tv can you believe it and everyone's like it's actually it's not tv it's hbo but either <laughs> way this is more kind of like in the vein of they're pretty human you know like lots of these dicks were pretty gross yeah. you know what i mean yeah that's true yeah yeah it's like i see dicks in my everyday i barely even <laughs> noticed there were so many dicks there yeah <laughs> 
Well, well, well. So, do you guys like Euphoria? Give it a letter grade. A minus. Seven. Like the rest of my transcript. Okay. Eight out of ten. All right. I bumped it up because of the dicks. Ooh, yeah. Leo gave it a seven and a half. Yeah. All right. That means I gave it like an eight. Eight? Yeah, I give it an eight as well. Yeah, I thought the show was totally fun. The last episode, obviously, was not my favorite episode. It It turned into Zendaya wants to show off that she can sing. She still got that choreography going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you realize what happened? I don't know if the storyline is that strong. What happened? They stole our choreography for the finale of Euphoria. They did? Oh, my gosh. I did choreography. You think that the stories are not that strong? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I just feel like it's teenage nonsense half the time. And sure, high school is super easy to plot out into a like storyline. But beyond that, it doesn't seem that very strong. Like I don't understand what would happen with Zendaya at the end. And I wouldn't understand what happened with the other character at the end. And I don't really anticipate wanting to know what happened. Right. Because it just goes so all over the place. I find that I I'm usually don't to. watch shows being like, I hope they answer all the questions and this and that. I'm just kind of like, oh, I like the show. I like the characters, the setting. The dialogue is fun and funny. And then I just watch them do things. But obviously this last episode, they were kind of trying to get lots of things up in the air for like a second season that should be crazy. Yeah. But who knows? I guess. Like, I felt that at the end, I wasn't expecting a culmination, but I also wasn't interested in seeing what would keep happening Okay. with either character or if, like, they came back and, like, continued something forward after that. It seemed more like a short story to me than an entire narrative. Sure. I could see that. I also find that it's weird because when you see a show like this, obviously you see the quote-unquote good characters or the as the the stars and like the nate character is like a villain i'm like he shows up but they spend a lot of time on him he's like an equal character it's just because he's so evil that i personally think of him as like a weird background character or background evil character like i would compare this to riverdale and i feel like riverdale has a more compelling storyline but doesn't have as much representation in like terms of troubled characters or like i felt like that jughead is the most druggiest teen in that scene but I don't think he's represented in the most Even realistic way. Even though he's way. not druggy. Yeah. Like, he doesn't use drugs. He seems like a druggy because he's always wearing a hat and, like, being moody. Yeah, exactly. So it seems more like a goody-goody. Like, it keeps seem, seeming but, like goody-goody characters. And it doesn't seem as grounded in reality. It but, seems like, more... Archie and What's-Her-Face do the jingle jangle at a party <laughs> with, like, Did some they? other... I, they I don't do remember. jingle jangle. It's Veronica? been so long since we've watched. Is her I can't name remember. Veronica? Veronica's the dark-haired worm. Yeah, Veronica and, and Archie get all jingle-jangly with the foxy girls and with some other dude because they're trying to impress him or something like that at a oh, party. Damn. You don't remember that? I would do so much jingle-jangle. I love jingle-jangle. <laughs> I would this not episode do any is drug brought to you by jingle-jangle. Jingle-jangle. <laughs> it's every drug, apparently. <laughs> Right? I feel like they're always like, it's great to have sex on. It's great to do this on, you know? Yeah. It's great to flip over cop cars and study for the SATs. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Brought to you by Santa Claus. Ooh. Santa Claus? Jingle Jingle Jangle. Brought to you exclusively by Santa. (laughs) But I feel like that that only happens once or twice, maybe. Okay. And so it doesn't bring any sort of consistency into the character. Sure. Like, troubles don't bring super consistently into the character unless it's parent-based or something like that. Yeah. Like, I feel that the troubles aren't 
embedded into the teenage characters too much. And like, as opposed to Euphoria, maybe they bring on their own troubles and they assume more of a character as teens. Whereas in Riverdale, they seem more like characters. But they have a stronger theme or something. In Riverdale, obviously, it's one of those CW shows where it's like a steamy teen sex drama, but obviously they're not showing anything. Whereas like there's... Probably going to be zero dicks in Riverdale for the rest yeah. of, you know, the show. What a shame. But, like, since the show is built with, like, a more mythical, central plot arc, it seems crazier, even though the stuff they're doing, you know, their relationships are, like, not as real. Whereas in Euphoria, they're just kind of, like, bored high school kids where, like, this world sucks and we're stuck in it. And we're just, like, doing this, you know? Yeah. And if we're going to talk about the mythical aspects of Riverdale, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Because we need to talk about the queer characters on Sabrina. <laughs> there are so many like queer representations in like a high school set on TV right now, right? Yeah. Who would you say are the best ones? How do you think of the queerness in Euphoria? It's great. I think it's embedded into the same way that high- it is in high school in my memory. I like that it seems natural, but you know the main character, Zendaya's character, is kind of obviously doesn't seem that into guys, and she's mentioned her like few relationships with like women kind of like seem like more exciting to her you know Mm -hmm. even when she was showing her friend how to kiss and her friend was like is this gross and awkward and she's like no and her friend's like i gotta go but you know it's kind of like that internalized homophobia slash heteronormativity where even though she's kind of like this crazy freewheeling well then maybe that's why she's an addict because she can't accept what is true about herself you know i don't know it seems like she's pretty confident in her homosexual relationship so maybe there's a weird heterophobia she's confident around. in it now but i feel like she didn't even consider that it was you know what i mean i feel like she just went through life being like no i just haven't been into it but i don't but I think like- she's confident in it because how she describes her and her girlfriend's relationship going forward is, yeah, we might live together and, like, sleep together, but we'd definitely, like, hook up with other people and, like... Well, that's how Jules described it. No, that's how Zendaya described it. I don't think Zendaya's character ever really called Jules her girlfriend. Yeah, she didn't call her girlfriend. But she definitely was like, yeah, I can see us, like, getting an apartment in New York and, like, living together. And then we'd go out and sleep with other people. But we'd come back and, like, sleep together in the same bed. But at the same time, Jules, when Zendaya's mom was like, oh, so what's going on? Like, is this a relationship? I feel like Zendaya, she affirmed that. She affirmed that there was a relationship there and that there was something going on. But I think that when she was mentioning it, maybe in front of Jules or regarding Jules's exclusivity, it wasn't as strong. Okay. I mean, they're both so young, but I feel like Zendaya's character had matured a little bit more and was also trying to stay sober while Jules wasn't super aware of trying to stay sober or like exposing Zendaya's character to like maybe drugs and alcohol while Zendaya was trying to stay a bit more stable. And so like there was just like a weird insecurity within relationship as opposed to maybe her self-image. And then obviously the Nate and his dad business is hilarious and fantastic in yeah, a way crazy. that is frightening as well. But I just mean like a kind of casual gay representation on TV. Yeah, but frankly accurate at some points that yeah. like, you can see, especially now talking about just white males being aggressive and like yeah. stuff. Uh, Nate's dad, that guy that he goes on that, like, date who's just, like, a disgusting, like, I don't know what to call him. The guy that's, like, rubbing the chain all over himself. He's like, you're actually hot. Uh, 
That guy is so gross. Yeah, I don't know if they ever established their or her hymns. I think he's just like some random guy that he got like yeah, either a prostitute or just like a random grinder hookup or something like that. No, I think they were a prostitute because they 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 showed up. They were like, okay, what kind of service do you want? Basically, they were also like, everyone knows me. Yeah, everyone knows what I am, so it's not a big deal. I don't remember exactly that line. I thought that that part seemed to me more about like him as a as an entity and not like him as a sex worker but either way he probably was a sex worker you know that was the one moment that we noticed as ringing the least true or least accurate in terms of gayness because he said do you want a popper like using the singular and we were like what is this the 70s where he's got the one vial he's gonna break open yeah i mean i don't know maybe he's been hanging out with Liberace. the plural of pokemon and popper is popper Ooh, should we talk about darren chris Ooh, Darren Chris? Yeah. Wait, because, uh, how does he come up right now? Oh, no, you said Liberace, and I was thinking of Versace. Oh, oh, okay. No, I no. was just like, wait, Darren Chris? But then also, for a second, I was like, wait, Pokemon? Is he, did he do a Pokemon thing? No. <laughs> we okay. never talked about Darren Chris, because Darren Chris said at some point that he was not going to do any more gay roles, and I think it was a mixture of feeling badly taken from gay actors, and, not, and I was like, he's not gay? I was like, yeah, he's gay I and everything. I thought he was weird as fuck. Yeah. yeah. What? Like, that's how he came to, like, yeah. you know. I, wasn't he and that's the, how he what, got his title role. Wasn't he in Cabaret? I thought that was, like, a historically queer role as well. I, I don't know about that. I mean, if he's not gay and he's doing all these gay characters, well, good on him for stepping down. Because gay people don't get hired to do anything. Yeah, I agree with that that you know of they might just be secretly gay that's how good actors they are so are we gonna talk about riverdale slash sabrina or is that not something we can talk that. about riverdale slash sabrina whatever you want dear. we, we talked about riverdale enough let's yeah, talk, talk about the queer characters in sabrina there's so many and there's so many hookups and then they just don't care because they're witches and then at the same time they're like yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's an open bisexuality it yeah. seems and lots of sabrina chilling adventures of sabrina characters yeah. like the cousin character, Sabrina's cousin, seemed to be primarily, like, homosexual for the longest time. But then, like, they were having, like, hella orgies. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally into... Prudence. Prudence now. So, that was a thing. Yeah, he was so into Prudence. And, then, like, his boyfriend... Spoilers. Spoilers. Died. <laughs> and yeah. so, I think he got more into that Prudence relationship a little bit. And having more sexual, like, orgies. And then at the same time, that bartender, he's somewhat famous. He's, he's, um, Dorian Gray. He's Dorian, Dorian Gray. Gray. It's also like super gay and like super hot seeming. Was Dorian series. Gray gay in the book? Yes. I don't remember the oh, book. Oh, in the book? I, I didn't read the book. Yeah. But in Sabrina, Oscar yeah. Wilde wrote it and he was famous, the gay. Yeah. yeah, he was in the TV show trying to flirt with the dudes and stuff and yeah. just like he, hook up. The devil came in and he was like, whoa, like you, we, we have a dress policy, but I guess we can make an exception for you. Because <laughs> yeah. he walked in all naked. <laughs> I really like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, I really so, like the devil in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I liked him only in goat form. <laughs> oh, so hot. I never said Ooh. what form that I liked him. <laughs> Those hooves. Ooh. My spirit animal. All right. My spirit dildo. <laughs> so, okay, we talked about some other shows. Obviously, the biggest gay show on right now probably Pose. 
Yeah. Oh. The I category mean, is. How, it depends on where you place RuPaul's Drag Race. True. How about the biggest gay scripted show? Scripted New show. acquisitions. Because okay. the biggest gay reality show, I guess, would be yeah. Drag Race. Drag Race. Two. There's a version of Drag Race in every country now. A legit version. Because we tried to watch the bootleg off-brand Mexican. Mexico. La Raza. The Dragon, as it's called in Spanish. Yo soy la chochis. Y (laughs) a mí me gustan los monstruos. That's what Mexican Drag Race is like. Some of them have made some pretty funny comments. I would not be opposed to continuing to watch it, obviously, to go back and I thought something looked like funny. Like, I think they did a... Laura de Todos episode, which I think oh, it might seem right. good. Like, as their acting challenge, they basically did a Judge Judy, kind yeah. of. I saw Judge Judy live one time. Cool. It was funny. She, like, yelled at production members in between. Not in a bad way, but, like, she's like, someone is hammering. And they were like, no, there's no one hammering. And then they were, like, taking another shot, and there was hammering. And she's like, everyone in the audience, raise your hand if you hear hammering. And, like, everyone sheepishly rose their hand. <laughs> they were all hammering? There, if you hear hammering, not if you are hammering, oh. it'd be quite an anecdote. You thought I was telling you that everyone in the audience brought hammers <laughs> <laughs> under your chair. I, I you that, have a hammer. I, I thought this whole time, just Judy was like, "If you hear hammering, say say it." And then she was hammering the whole time because <laughs> she she She's was got that gavel. Yeah. yeah, if you hear gaveling, all right. I did like some of the lines from Mexican Drag Race. Like, I like the one guy where he's like, my name is this, and my drag name is this. I don't want people calling me down the street, hey, this, hey, Christy, Abora. Yeah, it's, it's my drag name. My, yeah. my name is the same thing as my drag name, yeah. to make it easy. But his actual name is something that I'd never heard before, I yeah. think. And I can't remember now. It, his name looked like a Scrabble tail, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> right? Yeah. It was a cool name, but I can't remember it. And it's not a name that I... Cholisiquil. Cholisiquil. It's not a name with which I was familiar with. Don't look at Cholisiquil on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means or is. Me either. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a real person. So beyond Drag Race, you'd say Pose is the biggest gay show. Yeah. Is it the second season of Pose we're watching? Yeah. This second season has been spotty for me because some of it is so heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Like, some of it is just kind of like a really belabored conversation about HIV for so long. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And the other one, is there amazing musical episode? I mean, I guess that's the thing. I can't have it all be like goofy lines where they're reading each other and, you know, Cubby doing whatever mm-hmm. Cubby's doing. Or right, let's do a Cubby review. How's Cubby been so far in season two? Cubby included, which is great. He's been included more, although he's obviously just like, you I'm know, right, right. they had him like abandon ship on the new house because they like didn't need him. Because he's honestly catty and they're like, he doesn't really work with their whole kind of like, we're a family. This is family time kind yeah. of deal that they have going on. All I got to say yeah. is, Cubby, if you're listening to this, call me. Oh, Cubby. <laughs> Cubby? Yeah. He, the thing with Cubby is that it feels like his character was mostly made to showcase how the house is, like, they're, like, real families. So, like, there's, like, a mother, which is Electra, and there's Cubby, her mama's boy. And I feel like that's his main point. I mean, is Cubby one of the ones that jumps houses every once in a while? Yeah. yeah. He came <laughs> over with Electra, and then when like Electra left he's like this house sucks take us with you we hate them yeah, yeah so this I'm house gonna, is trash so imagine if she hadn't taken him 
is the best <laughs> representation of the families and like sticking with your family. Yeah. Well, I think he just meant because he like followed his mom around. Yeah. To a couple house changes, even though she was being kind of picky and choosy. I yeah. don't know if he followed her into Blanca's house. What house would yeah. you be in? Evangelista. Evangelista. No, actually, mm, I would not want to be in Ferocity because then they're lame and poor. I don't know if this I is like from- this house. I don't no, know. Abund- a- a- what is it, abundance? No, hers is Wintour. Wintour. It used to be formerly known as Abundance, but she kicked all her children out and renamed. I would have wanted to be in Abundance because I like Yeah, Abundance. Name. Abundance is cool, but I don't know. I'll go wherever Cubby goes. <laughs> I just follow Cubby and I'm like, House Cubby, Cubby? Cubby, take me with you. These people are trash. And when he says no, I'll turn around and be like, sorry, guys. <laughs> And once Cubby turns into Tubby, you'll be Ooh. sorry about it. Cubby. No, Cubby, no. Yeah. He's just got to dance harder. Oh. Drop that weight. There have been lots of really good lines this season, yeah. but more so there are episodes that I'm like, I'd be embarrassed. Like, sometimes when James watches the episode, I'm like, oh, God. It's obvious why he doesn't like this show, yeah. you know? And sometimes when you watch the episode with us, I'm like, oh, there were some killer lines in this. I'll get yeah. you like the fish that you'll never be. Yeah. So much candy this season. They went overboard with the candy. Miss Candy. I don't know if you were trying to get rid of her hours on the contract or something. No, they're not. Because she's had more lines this season than every other season. She's had more lines since she died than Cubby has had combined in both seasons. Yeah. He's had like seven lines, maybe max. Yeah. The thing about candy is it is kind of a shame that they can never pull that stunt where Praytel like dresses her down for doing something wrong again. Yeah. Because they did it as many times as they could now. She's dead and they did it after she died once or twice. Yeah. So I don't think that joke was beat dead totally, even though yeah. it was done a couple times. Yeah. I think it could have definitely kept going. And now her purpose in life is to get Praytel to commit suicide. That's her character now. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Obviously, that's just pray tell the negative part of pray tell's brain. You know, the part that feels weak and powerless and whatever. Oh, you like that pray tell hooked up with that kid with a young dude? Yeah. Whatever. I'm not that scandalized by it. Whereas, like everyone in their world seems very scandalized by it. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember how young he is. That's a thing. He's, he's, he's like 22 20. to 27. You know, a youngest set, like, 22, oldest, 25 or 26. Because they're, like, young backup dancers, and it seems like they're older definitely than high school age. But who knows? There have been some great lines regarding that whole thing. Like, when the the couple's fighting, and he's like, you mean there was another gay person on the tour? And someone else is like, they're backup dancers, aren't they all gay? And it's like, that was funny. Mm -hmm. What else has been good about Pose this year? Pose very heavy-handed, very uneven. Some yeah, good electric looks, though. Like, oh, yeah. she did a Ferris wheel. She cut her head off, and then Cubby was, yeah. like, serving her fruit and then spinning her carousel dress. I really, really like that one where she cut her head off, and she was in a super elegant Victorian outfit. Yeah. She played out a whole That's scene cool. from it. There have been lots of good setups for those balls and everything. For the ball. I have said I think that this is an interesting way to view the show. If you imagine that the people making it have contempt for the characters, it fits and it seems funny in like a different way. Because like Praytel often is lecturing people about how they're not serious and is wearing absurd outfits. 
Mm-hmm. Like, there's that one where he looked like a weird gay weekend version of Mario, and he <laughs> was like, you guys really disappointed me. You let your community down. And it's kind of like, if you think the people who make the show have contempt for the characters, it is funny in that way. It, it works. Obviously, that's not the case, but, you know. Yeah. It's like, how many times do I have to hear Can reading me or, like, telling me all this stuff when she was on at the bottom for like weeks upon weeks here's one problem i have with the show they are winning everything this season house of evangelista has swept everything like they win the male butch category angel always wins the face category but part of that is because it must be a kind of thing where like the judges know them and they're like you know what I mean? Because a lot of it follows like that. Because sometimes when Candy would show up and they'd be like, okay, give Candy a score, they'd obviously give her the world's lowest scores. Yeah. So I think part of it just shows that, like, you know, even that is rigged. Everything is who you know. Yeah, but, like, the Evangelistas are still a new house and uh, not a high-ranking house. Yeah, but they adopted... Uh, Electra? Electra Who's for a while. gone now? Yeah. yeah, but while Electra was gone for the tiniest band she was showing off, Mm-hmm. They didn't win everything at the top. Oh, okay. And True. so there's moments where you can see that there's weakness within the system, that there's not loyalty to evangelistas, but I don't think there's a house that is topping them very much at the moment. I think it's funny that Pose often implies that it invented everything. Like, everything that people do or say that were copied from Drag Race, they do it on that show, and they're like, well, our show is set years earlier, you know? <laughs> and I obviously understand that the ball culture is what started yeah. the ball culture, but I'm just saying, sometimes they'll do things and they'll be like... Like, there was a couple of things that they said, and I was like, oh, that's something that I feel like became super popular because of Drag Race, and they're saying yeah. it to be like, this is I, before. I think there's some things that definitely they copied off of it, but I think they're just making a reference from it. Sure. Like... This last episode, he did a back rolls. <laughs> he did pizza rolls to the sound of back rolls. Really? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. I, being I felt to like the tune it, of back it, rolls. Is he, did, didn't you feel like it was to the tune of back rolls? I don't remember. I, I thought we talked about this while it was happening. And I was like, they just did a back rolls. One thing in the sense that they try and be like, we started everything. Even lip syncing, they were like, yeah. oh, lip syncing is trash. We'll never have it in the ball walls. And then Candy and they're like, okay, it's in now. Okay, we started it. And it's kind of like, I get that they were like, that's something that they do with the like, clubs for other people. But. Yeah, I don't think they were trying to steal that, though. I think they were trying to highlight that it wasn't part of the balls. And that I feel like I, I don't know might not have been part of, yeah. like, club kids. I think maybe... She was a club kid. Are, really? Yeah. She was a club kid, but not... Like, I think club kid and ball are different, though, obviously. Like, club okay. m- means more like, you know... So maybe I meant the reverse. I think okay. maybe RuPaul was more of a club kid and not a ballroom scene person. Yeah. Ballroom also seems like it's earlier than the club, you know, than the big club yeah. scene. Maybe but, coming from, yeah. like, the lip sync era that would be more of a club thing as opposed to a ball thing yeah and i don't mean steal but i mean like obviously it's set in the past so if they're doing it in the past one would be like well they originated it and like i said they did originate ball stuff at the ball but i mean there's like so many little things that i'm like oh i could see someone being like this is a drag race thing or we know this from drag race and they're like we did it years before i mean i think even the vogue thing that they focused so much on didn't totally originate from the boss uh, but originated from the peers do you remember when vogue came out mm. oh man i wasn't oh, born man. 
My parents Wait, were really? thinking about me. Yeah. Weird. This actually, we're bridging a topic here by talking about Vogue. I do think that it's really funny in the show how when Vogue was the number one song, they were all like rich as kings and like super respected. Just a few weeks later, they're like, I can't fill this class. Like before they were like, can you teach every day? Can you teach voguing all day long every day at this Y? And he's like, I'll try. And then a few weeks later, they're like, sorry, your class lost money this week. And I think that's funny. Oh, but that brings us to another topic. Did we talk about Madonna's new record? No. I have not heard it. Here's the thing. Madonna, step it up. I put it on just because I was morbidly curious. Obviously, I don't own any Madonna records. I know the hits and I know, you know, I know what's in like popular culture and et cetera, et cetera. And we put it on and it was so bad, like reggae inspired, like slow jams. And I put it on also because in many articles she'd been complaining about how a 60-year-old woman is treated so poorly in the music industry. And I was like, well, this record is horrible. Like, I can't imagine you being treated well because this is the most boring, dumb music I've ever heard. And Madonna obviously has written many a culture-shaking jams in her life. How do you think Michelle Visage feels about it? I think that Michelle Visage is probably such a Madonna-file. Her take is probably like, you know, this is what she's into right now, and she's like exploring that side of her life. She always had kind of like interest in islands, and although it's usually England, but interest in islands and like, you know, pop music has roots in like traditionally black music and things like that. And so maybe she's like, you know, that's what she's exploring right now. I think... And she might think it's musically interesting, but I feel like... Sorry, to, to just to finish, but I think Michelle Visage loves Hit Factory Madonna, and that's not who this is. Yes. I think Michelle Visage might be close to the point that I hit when I stopped liking Katy Perry. Really? Yeah. That betrayed. Yeah. No one has ever betrayed Leo more than Katy Perry when she released that last record. Uh, yeah. Speaking just... of Katy Perry's in the news these days, have you guys heard? No. No. They, they me tooed her. One of the models that worked on one of the video shoots said that at some roller rink, she pulled down his pants and underwear and was like, check out this guy's dick. And that she treated him inappropriately at another situation as well. I checked out photos of this guy. He just looks like a model. He's like generically handsome. I can't remember what he looks like. But I was like, does he have a macro penis? Why was she showing? You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's the kind of thing that you would do only if you're SPHing him, small penis humiliating him. Or if you're like, oh my god, I hired this like model for my video and like check out this Adonis and he's got macro penis, you know? Not that I'm saying it's okay. I'm just I'm wondering about the situation. Had you guys heard this? I had heard a little bit. I had seen like like headlines on like my Google, but I was like, do I really care about Katy Perry anymore? Nope. Wow. <laughs> so cold shoulder. I feel like I haven't heard about this at all. And for her to do it in a place that's so public, someone must have commented on it no matter what. And so I don't know if it's just like a crazy hit for publicity. For the guy, you're saying? No, for her. For oh, her, for yeah. her. Like, like a concocted story? I haven't heard of Katy Perry in forever. Yeah. So you're saying that there's no bad press? They concocted the story to have her seen as a sexual criminal? I just think for Katy Perry has been into a lot of weird stuff. Like, I think she had beef with Taylor Swift for a while. Oh, and they I buried that hatchet famously. Buried the hatchet in that music video, right? That they came out during Pride? 
Yeah, I can't. Sometimes I enthusiastically say something, and I don't really know what I'm talking no. about. They, I by phone did tell me that they buried the hatchet, but I don't know the details of how famous it was. Taylor Swift came out with a music video called You Need to Come Down, where she did a music video, and she invited like a ton of career icons. Ellen was on there. Katy Perry. Katy Perry was on there dressed as a burger and... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. People are always thinking Taylor Swift is about to come out, right? Mm. No. No? uh, Just a lot of gay people follow her or whatever. Okay. She, apparently, the the reason why she did that music video was that because she was like BFFs with Todrick Hall, who comes out on Drag Race a whole bunch. Right. And, like, they did that music video together and Todrick Hall's, like, director or something like that. Gotcha. I mean, I don't know if I've been biased, but I feel like I've heard of Ariana Grande coming out more than Taylor Swift. True. I feel like, well, people are always like, oh, Ariana announced that she's bi with these secret lyrics, or Ariana has a fluid sexuality. Yeah, and I don't think Taylor Swift goes into that area as much. Ariana Grande is so hot, though. She should be bi, don't you think? She's so hot. I feel like everyone in the world should get to lust after her with just as much foolish thought that maybe one day we'll be together. I think everyone does, but it doesn't mean that she has to be bi. No, I don't. I think that she owes it to the world. She no. doesn't owe nothing. She That's doesn't true. owe nothing. Ariana, I love you. Same. Uh, yeah, like. But I hate you. That Taylor Swift song that she did. Can you believe Taylor Swift is over seven feet tall? Can That's you believe she's, she's too like tall. Seventy-two. She's too tall. No. Okay. What were we talking about? We were talking about Madonna's new record, Goose Egg. I mean, Madame X. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to make a point that I feel that because she has so much reggae inspire and Rihanna has been so busy. Rihanna. She has, Rihanna has been so busy. Rihanna hasn't been able to check on people who she used to be making music for. And so Madonna maybe slipped through the cracks of Rihanna editor. You think Rihanna's too busy making Fenty? She's too busy making Fenty. She's too busy making her lingerie. She's too busy being hassled by She became the wealthiest female musician, if I'm not mistaken, Rihanna. I also wanted to say, I don't know if that's true, because I think Beyonce gains a bunch of money from her stocks. For selling, like, water socks or whatever it was. Uber But the thing is also, hers might be combined with Jeezy, so hers might be tough Mm -hmm. to get a beat on. I don't know if 300 million from Uber stocks is hazy. Well, I mean, like, because it's combined with, like, Jay-Z and what's his record label? Millionaire Money Boy? Yeah. So that might be a little bit hazy, but... Rihanna's definitely stacking up the money, and Madonna definitely isn't. We've got to get some of that Rihanna Fenty gold body cream. This episode is brought to you by Rihanna Fenty. Gold body cream. Sparkle. Like me. Ooh. (laughs) We're so shiny. Like Tamatella. Ooh. Shiny. All right, so... Have we talked about... Here's a bit of gay news that we could talk about real quickly. There was some article that said a recent poll of young people had most young people saying that they felt that one-third of the world was homosexual or gay or queer or some otherwise other-gendered-slash-sexuality-based person. That's what I thought. If I would have been part of this poll, I would have been part of the percentage that said a third of the world is gay. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like I love that they think that high because I'm like, things must be changing, you know, but but that seems high to me. One third just seems like super high. My thing is that I heard it being said by someone, one of my friends, and that's how it read to me. 
if one third of people were gay, there would be gay tissues and gay dog food. You know what I mean? Like there'd be a gay version of everything. I think. I guess there already are gay tissues. I think in that case, it's just, I feel like even though a third of a population is gay, doesn't mean they're all out like being like straightforward with themselves because like i do think there's a lot of closeted people you know sure i just don't know if i believe that there's three billion queer people well that's almost half i like to hope they were closer to seven billion people and not we were closer to nine but i don't know damn either way i like that stat i like what it implies for the world because i feel like i'm not that old and i feel like when i was a kid I would hear people being like, oh, it's just when people of two different races date, it's going to be tough for the kids. And I'm like, really? You know what I mean? Like, because I don't feel like I come from that older of a generation to have heard many times from many different people about how, like, the kids can't deal with being mixed race. Yeah, they can't deal with being beautiful, (laughs) which many mixed race children are. No? Is that I mean, racist? I feel like there's a right? fetishization of it. So, of what? Of mixed race children. So you're saying they're not actually beautiful people just like believe, but like fetishization because they Because find they're it... whiter and at the same time exotic. Oh, so there's an exotification okay. and a fetishization of them. Okay. Because for me, I was like, I think sometimes people really like the implication of it. They're like, oh, it's like a Benetton ad and like everyone's holding hands and smiling under one big smiling song, you know? I was studying a little bit casta paintings which are i think 17th or 18th century paintings that people were commissioned to do by the spanish empire or whatever in latin america and people who were of mixed race who were of white and something that was of color ended up being fetishized and in some way kind of beautified but then if you ended up mixing up native americans and like black people they definitely wouldn't end up they'd be extra like outsidered or exotified yeah. kind of deal they'd be fetishized in a way but yeah. it wouldn't be as positive as some other people to me the phrase fetishization seems out of place and i understand that it is a thing but just for the way i think about it because i just think of them as like oh a mixed race person or a kid i guess usually like a baby or a small child and to me, the only reason that I think why people like the idea of it is because I think of who dislikes the idea of it. And I think of awful racist people. So then when I think of the opposite, I'm like, I'm like, oh, some people must like it because it's kind of like a symbol that means like we don't have to worry about this anymore. Well, I feel like that goes into color blindness. And I don't know if we want to go into that. Yeah. You know what's weird? I'll say this because this relates. Earlier this week, I saw our next door neighbor and I said hello and we were chatting and she said she'd recently gone home back east to visit and I was like, that's great. And she's like, my mother died. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Because obviously like when someone's like, I went to visit back home, I was like, that's great because we come from nearly the same place. And then she said that she was in a section of Jersey at the Jersey Shore where they had a cordoned off beach because they were trying to make it whites only. And I was like, wait, but like the people who live there wanted a private beach, so they bought up a bunch of property because that happens all the time. And she's like, no, homes weren't even going onto the beach like here in California. She's like, it was a separate beach and they wanted it cordoned off and whites only is what she'd been told. Crazy, right? Yeah. What year is it? 1950? Crazy. And to think 1950 wasn't that long ago. Yeah. People think things are always the same and haven't ever changed, but it's weird because I feel like within my lifetime, there's been so much more openness to racial and gender and sexuality issues. And also, like, the Pledge of Allegiance, like, the under God business didn't come around until the 50s, you know? 
Mm-hmm. It's weird. And like Alaska wasn't a state until the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird to yeah. think because like how come people didn't flip out then? Because 50 sounds such like an even number. We were like, what, 49 for a while? 48? That seems such a random number of states to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like if someone were like, oh, this country on the other side of the world is famous. They've got 76. and be like, what? Why? You know, it just seems like a random number to yeah. me that's pointless. How was it like being alive before Alaska became a country? Uh, Alaska is still not a country. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like? Things were different. <laughs> How was it like being alive before Alaska was a drag queen? Ooh, that was fun too. When was she born, you think? Hi, I'm Alaska. Hi. 72. No way. That would make her like 48. Yeah. Or 46. <laughs> Fine. Uh, 89. Oh, damn. I'm really? still aging her. <laughs> You're <laughs> still aging her. <laughs> I don't know how old she is. I saw like two episodes with her in it. Yeah. Katya is like 40. Really? Yeah. How Alaska's 34. She was born in 85. Hey, we're even like in the middle. Yeah. She said 88. And when I was Katya born? 1982. She's 37. That's what your eyes had. Yeah. Oh. And Alex Horn was born September. Of Take like it away. 78. Yeah. yeah. So this is something that Leo brought to our attention recently. Yeah. Israel knew it, but I didn't know. There's a class action lawsuit started by YouTubers. They're suing YouTube and Google because they claim that their videos are being demonetized, that the algorithm is inherently homophobic homophobic that words like trans and things about gay topics and queer issues instantly trigger the algorithm to demonetize you and to not promote your page and to play anti-lgbt ads on your page yeah i guess people are paying for that because when they're like where do you want to put these ads and they're like oh anytime someone looks up gay stuff show this yeah it's so sad because those people truly think they're gonna help someone no i just think it's so weird Mm -hmm. my parents were talking about someone recently like there was a knock at their door and it was so late and i was like it's a bit late for the mormons and they laughed and then i was like but that seems crazy to me that people go door to door and actually convince someone to change their religion No, the people across the street from us or i think i said they were jehovah's the people across the street from us used to love christmas they had like a bajillion lawn ornaments for christmas and then they became jehovah's and they didn't celebrate christmas anymore and my parents were like that's so sad for and they had like so many kids yeah like, so sad they loved christmas yeah and now they can't celebrate their birthdays yeah but they don't age god that's actually brilliant if you they think don't about age because you don't have birthdays so you never age yeah. although I, every day is your unbirthday i felt badly Ooh. this one time because i had a friend who was a jehovah's witness and they don't celebrate halloween and then i gave her a halloween present but then she couldn't keep it oh really I feel like it'd be nice, though, to get a present, even if I weren't celebrating something. I'd be like, I love it. Yeah, but she had to be like, oh, like, I'm either going to trash this or I have to give this back to you. Oh, weird. Uh, Well, what do you think about this YouTube gay algorithm where transgender makes your video instantly become demonetized? I feel badly for the people who are on YouTube and, like, they make their living off of it because it just seems like it's rough all around. Do you think if a place like YouTube makes it so that you can make a living off of YouTube, they then are liable if something about them or the world changes and you can no longer make a living off of YouTube? Because you have to think about it. No one's sitting there being like, we have an inalienable right to profit off of our videos on YouTube. YouTube has done a lot of weird things about themselves that have even contradicted themselves. Because originally, one of the things that YouTube did was it promoted long videos that could be put out every day. 
And so that favored gaming channels because you would just play a game, you edit it together, and there's an episode. And it can be as long as you want it, and you just have to stop it. And that's why Minecraft became so huge. It became you, like a massive thing on YouTube. But, but do you then, think that has something to do with how people's relationships with like a video platform evolve when they have more access to it over more time? You can't expect people will always want the same thing. It's a new thing. No, right but now. here's the thing, though. And then YouTube was like oh we can't just be like a gaming platform so they swinged the complete opposite way to make it so that their algorithm would steer away from like minecraft stuff well is that bad as a company don't they need to have a robust well-rounded presence so that they don't become just a company that does xyz i think the issue here is we're talking about people who are protected under the law or a protected class or group of people and so queer people especially under the u.s law people of different sexual orientations or gender are protected under law sure but that protection discriminating against them for them to have a lower pay based off of the specific words that are going to identify them as queer or different genders then that's when it becomes an issue what would you say if youtube said this though sorry to cut you off i just want to respond to that what if they were like we're not being mean to gay people but we do treat gay content differently because we provide content for everyone. Do they allow porn on YouTube? No. no. They allow, like, the beginning bits of porn, though. There's channels that just have the plots to actual pornos. You'll have to share that with me later because I just... Sometimes I'm just like, I need to catch up on my plot porn. <laughs> but there's Is a there? difference between supporting gay porn yeah. and gay content. Oh, oh, oh. I was just making, like, kind of a... Just checking because I don't know what's allowed on yeah. YouTube because I don't go looking. YouTube got in trouble because their algorithm suggested like increasingly younger, like men who are interested in watching videos of like sexy naked ladies. Like it would steer them down lower and lower age brackets. So like it basically promoted pedophilia. That's a bit of a jump at the end. But that's the thing that it would do. YouTube got in trouble for that. Like, but not why that would it do that? Ago. What do you think their corporate theory was? And again, I'm not I saying because know. I excuse them. I'm just wondering: is it because they're like younger people, or popular, probably, or more popular to a yeah. wider audience? And since they're younger, they'll have more time in the future to be YouTubers and this and that. So they're just kind of like trying to front load with, oh, they'll stick with us longer and for you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as a business know. decision, because yeah, like getting but kids put limits is, to that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But also, there's no porn on YouTube, so it seems weird. Yeah. Like, if you're into women, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, showing you, like, Little six-year-old girls. girls unboxing stuff, I'd be like, that's really weird. Like, how does that relate? Yeah, it yeah. depends on the limits that they had, definitely. Yeah. The thing is also, when you're suing for an algorithm, it seems in many ways difficult to prove what it is doing and as a company you could just be like we are going to fix this no obviously never really address it you audit them and then you see exactly what it is that their algorithm is doing i don't think it's anything about being subjective because once it's an algorithm that you're putting out you know exactly where you're putting out and what like things you you have at risk 
Uh, and of course, it's going to be more expanded once you put it out in public, but you should know in general because you're doing tests and stuff. So you think they know exactly what the algorithm no. is filtering out? Oh, you don't. I, I'm I, saying YouTube. How aware do you think they are? Of I think YouTube doesn't care. I think they're just looking for what makes them the most money. That's exactly. what I think, too. Does that mean that they're not committing a crime that should be protected? Because it's not that they are doing it to be mean or to, you know, harm those people, but they're just like, look, if skateboarders were suddenly like, you're promoting white skateboarders instead of, uh, you know, they'd be like, that's just, that's a thing in these videos, like, that we do a million things. We're not a white skateboarder video. Here's company. the thing, though. It seems like it's important for them to actually go through and sue for this because a lot of the gay protections on the law are basically Supreme Court cases. Like, marriage is a Supreme Court case. You have the right to marriage, but, like, there's no countrywide law or anything that prevents discrimination against LGBT people. How would you feel if there were a separate white internet? And you knew that it had dating sites and it was only going to be proper white people. And there were like porn, it was only going to be white people. And like, furthermore, you'd be like, and this supports white owned businesses. Do you think that that would be illegal? Uh, well, white people porn would not be a thing because like a lot of white people like to fetishize other cultures. Like they love, lo- love Asian people. It's the most oh. search term for porn but in California. That's not to say that the white people accessing the white internet don't have access to other internets. Oh. Well, what about this? What if it were white people except in terms of porn, you could see other races. There'd be the hope that those other races would be subjugated in some manner. But the most important thing is that the businesses would be owned and operated by proper whites. So yeah. you could be like, well, I don't feel bad paying for white porn, for the white internet porn because I know that white people are getting my money. Oh, yeah, I guess. What if there were white money? It wouldn't, unless it's its own country, that would be illegal. Because it is not abiding by the rules that people have equal access. Well, what if they're like, we're a private telecom company? And like, private telecom companies can't do whatever they want. Okay. What if they had like a decentralized white people internet? They're just like, we found a way to do this in the air, but only whites can join. I feel like there could be a filter where white people could navigate internet in white manners that would be strictly white. I think beyond that, it wouldn't. They can sense if you're clicking like really uptight. It's like, oh, have you tried the white people internet? (laughs) I'm just curious. Did you want to respond to Leo talking about the countrywide law for gay marriage because i think you said something but i was off on this white internet question for those of us listening real quick it's not that i want there to be a white internet although if some racists start some internet that's all white i feel like i should get a little bit of the money and i will donate most of it to you know well to proper white causes but in reality (laughs) to other causes but anyway go ahead did you want to respond to leo's thing it was what i forgot what i said that you seemed like you wanted to respond to was that i don't think there's other protections against discrimination against gay people except for maybe in the you're allowed to get married anywhere in the country well what about this because obviously you can't be fired in most cases for being you can unless it's a private place right like a private school could be like no we can't have a gay no like it depends on the state yeah it depends on the state like for example we get flyers from that law institution that supports gay issues and and they had a story on there about a guy who he's happily married with his partner and he wanted to get a job that was closer to his house so that he could be with his husband and he mentioned his husband in a letter and then they proceeded to decline the offer for the job 
So he wasn't able to get that job because he mentioned his partner in an email. And that was like in some country in the center of the country or something like that. Some state in the center of the country. Yeah. So I, 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 we're I'm presuming that YouTube runs their business out of California. Oh, I remember. Or, or what? Or are they a weird Delaware company? Because imagine if YouTube were just like, okay, fine. Now we're a uh, name any state where we can be mean to gay people. They're like, fine. We're here now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that works in terms of like working throughout the country if it's based somewhere. Yeah. But I was just going to say, I don't think YouTube's main concern with why it's doing its algorithm that way or keeping it that way is because it's money. Because y'all both said, oh, it's because they're trying to make money and this is the best way to make money. But because they don't want to own up to saying, oh, we've done this because they would open up the, the gates to, yeah, to a bunch of different suits that they could get into. And they don't know how to respond to the LGBT one yet. It's kind of just a waiting game at this point yeah i agree with what leo said that this is a good point to make and a good a good taste to have to enable if it goes well because right now there's going to be a trump appointed supreme justice if things uh, go uh, well hopefully another one but anyway i think one thing that's going to happen because you know how disney is starting their own netflix style streaming yeah. service i don't see why they wouldn't also start like a youtube or this and that a sort of white internet where it's like a safer gentler kind of internet type deal disney you owe me if you use that idea disney you owe me you owe me silver so right. i don't know i feel like there's enough disney youtubers yeah i just mean like make in- their own service right but i mean that's just like right now at this moment disney doesn't even have their netflix style streaming service but obviously the second they do everything they've ever made there's only five media companies basically so they're gonna have 20 percent of it and 20 percent with lots of really famous things in it and they acquire stuff they suck stuff up like a jet engine yeah so i feel like i'm just thinking like 20 years 30 years down the road they might be branching off with all their ideas of a youtube of this and that but it's a disney a safe version you know they have communities right disney communities yeah communities where you can buy houses and it snows every day even though it's florida (laughs) can you (sighs) celebration that seems lovely but also wasteful i hate it well, it might not be real snow. It might be just it might like be foam, foam or yeah. something. Like that. So, Doesn't mean it's not wasteful. Yeah. Sure. But when he said wasteful, I meant like forcing it to snow when it's hot and humid yeah. is like one thing. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone would do that. Throwing. It would just cause sleet and like a lot of really humid air. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't even know. I don't even know. At the great Supreme Court justices? Oh, Trump? I don't know. You know what? I'm starting to regret having voted for him in 2016. Don't vote for him again. (laughs) Just don't do it. Okay. So is there anything else that we want to talk about? I want to start a new segment. Okay. Are you going to keep it consistent? Yes. Hello. Welcome to this new segment, Science Facts with Leo. Today's science fact is that Jupiter helps Earth and life on Earth a bajillion times over because Jupiter absorbs a lot of asteroids that would normally hit Earth. Leo thought of this because I said it sucks things up like a jet engine. Yeah, I did. And because Jupiter is like our vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it's a vacuum cleaner that sucks up all the asteroids that would normally hit us and end all life on Earth. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank Jupiter next time you see it, if you're into that. What a delicate and beautiful balance that God has placed our world yeah. in. And that was Science Facts with Leo. Yeah. See and you next time. Cool. So is there anything else about which we should talk? Or this is kind of it. Anyone else? This has been Talk Sucker. Season 2. You've been listening to Talk Sucker. Thank you for joining us today. Of freedom. Once again, 
I've been your host, P, joined always by Izzy and Leo. And Izzy is available some places on social media. At Q-U-E-S-A-N-O-C-H-E. That's at K? San Oche. And, <laughs> and Leo's available on every corner, on every deep, dark yeah. corner of the internet. Not the Disney internet, not the white yeah. man's internet. You can find me on my um, Waze account. <laughs> Pokemon Go Trainer Club. I'm also on OnlyFans. At Is there any new Pokemon gay stuff we could talk about? Have any Pokemon come out of the closet? Since no. Chat I mean, Electivire? This guy. There's only one way to get gay Pokemon in Pokemon. And it's in the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue. Ooh. Obviously, you go to a Mystery Dungeon to get the gay Pokemon. Yeah, of that. course. You can be you can be a female character and learn attract and then use it on female exclusive Pokemon and that and and they will actually be attracted to you. And when in normal Pokemon games, if you use attract on a Pokemon of the same gender as you, it fails. Cool. This feature won't be available on my on my white gaming consoles. All right. Well, that was a hiccup. Talk Sucker, episode 19. We uh, are going to try to be a little bit better about our episodes these days. Yeah. Okay. Season 2, better about these episodes. P. Yes. Izzy. Leo. Talk Sucker. Kobe. Miss Vanjie. Bye. Peace out.